I don't know if you know it or not, but we are near the end of all things. Let me say that again. We are near the end of all things. The, the things that are happening in our world right now are, are certainly signs of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are close, folks. And I, I, I was listening to, to all of the things that are happening and with the peace treaty in the Middle East, and you probably saw some of that this week, and now another country signed on, and, and they're saying others are coming. Others are coming to sign the peace treaty. You know what that peace treaty is called? The Abraham Accord. The Abraham Accord. And if I read the scriptures right, and if I understand things right, before right at the beginning of the tribulation period, there's going to be a treaty signed. And when men are going to cry, peace and safety, then shall come sudden destruction. We're living in the end time. And the series that we are about to uh, embark upon for the next three or four Wednesday nights is a very important subject. And uh, Brother Roy and I talked about it. Brother Roy is not feeling well tonight, and uh, he's not here this evening, but he's he's okay. Uh, He don't have COVID, so you don't, you know, that I know of. If he does, well, he can stay home the next couple weeks. But... uh, Nevertheless, I know he's watching, so get well, buddy. You better get well because, anyway. Uh, but we're, we talked about this, and tonight I'm going to introduce it, and we're going to be talking about truth. Everybody say truth over trends. There's a lot of trends in our world today. Do you agree with me? A lot of stuff happening in our world today, and a lot of things happening under the name of religion that didn't used to be religion, and you can find about anything that you want to under the name of religion in the day we're living in, but there's a scripture in John 18, I'll read from the New International Version, John 18 and verse 37, 38 It was when Jesus was standing before Pilate, and here's where it goes. It says, you are a king then, said Pilate. Jesus answered, you are right in saying I am a king. In fact, for this reason I was born, and for this I came into the world to testify of the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. And this is what Pilate said. What is truth? Would you just say that with me right now? What is truth? Truth. Truth is a a very important subject to us. It's important what we believe. I want that to sink in. You, You can't believe just anything you want to about God, about salvation, about the word of the Lord, you, you can't pick and choose. Matter of a fact, you can't take one or two scriptures and, and say, well, I believe that, but I don't believe the rest of it. I'm, I'm like the old boy years ago that said, I believe the Bible from cover to cover. I even believe the concordance. I believe everything in this book. How about you? I believe that. And so uh, 
It matters what you believe. And here's why. Because what you believe determines how you behave. And what you believe determines your eternal destiny. It determines what kind of man or woman you really are as to what you believe. The, the devil would make you to believe that he's, he's spawning truth in our world when it's a pack of lies. I want to tell you the devil's never told the truth. He can't tell the truth. He don't know how to tell the truth. In John chapter 8 and verse 44, Jesus himself was talking and he said, you belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desire. Listen to what Jesus said. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. That's what Jesus said about the devil. And when he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. What does that tell you? That all the stuff that the devil is trying to put into our kids and into our teenagers and into our world, and he, he, he tries to make us believe that's truth, you better always check him by the book that I'm holding in my hand right now because here is where truth is. I want to establish on this first, first night what truth really is because truth will save you, but untruth will damn you. And then you can't just have true-ish. You can't have things that you feel like are true and so everybody else says they're true and they look like they're true, but they may not be true because whatever else the devil is, he is a deceiver. I'm talking scripture right now. He's a liar and he'll put things in your mind that aren't truth. You see, we're living in a very pressurized society. We're living in a time where, where uh, you know, I know, I may cross some of your philosophies here, but it's okay, I've done that before. But here's the facts. We, we're living in a day where nobody's a winner and nobody's a loser. Have you noticed that? Kids can't win and be, you know, they can't be up front. If you're going to give trophies, just give everybody a trophy because everybody's a winner. Well, that's not the way I was raised. And, and, and everybody is not right. And everybody don't always do the right things. Well, it just, you know, we hear this a lot. Well, it don't matter what you believe. It's your heart. No, 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 no. It matters what you believe. The Bible said take heed to the doctrine. Take heed. You got to believe the word of God. You can't just believe a philosophy or a theory or an idea. This society is, war is full of all kind of ideas. We got people that all of a sudden they come on the scene and they proclaim themselves gods. It's happened through generations and hundreds of years. People that come on the scene and they proclaim, I'm God. Well, let me tell you what the Bible said. When they say, There's, here's Christ over here, he said, don't go there because that's not him. Let me tell you, the word of God will define truth for us and we have to believe what is in here. Somebody said amen. 
Let me take you to Romans chapter 1 very quickly. Paul writing to the church, this is what he said in the 18th verse. He said, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Watch this verse. Who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because they which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. Truth. God showed them truth. I'm going to keep reading. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because, because, watch this, that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. Just stay with me. Here's what verse 22 said. Professing themselves to be, become wise or to be wise, they became fools. Professing wisdom, they became fools because they didn't love the truth. And they changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and to four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanliness through the lust of their own hearts. God literally turned them over to their own selves, to their own lust, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. That's what the Bible said. Who changed? Watch verse 25. The Bible said, who changed what? What? Somebody read it and tell me. Who changed truth about a, a truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Now, this scripture is talking about the Old Testament and it's literally talking about Sodom and Gomorrah. It's talking about people who worship the creature more than the creator and they turn to uh, ungodly and unclean living for the lust of their own hearts, and they dishonored their own bodies between them. Let me tell you what God did. This is the worst thing God could do to you or me. He turned them over to themselves. That's the worst thing that God could do to us. Just turn us over to our carnal nature and to the lust of the flesh. We need God. And we need his truth in us every day. We don't need to treat it with unrighteousness. We don't need to say, well, that was truth, but it's not truth anymore. Have you, have you heard over the years of churches that were redefining truth? That literally is happening. People, religious organizations, some of the largest in the world, are now redefining truth. They're saying, well, we used to believe this, but now... We don't believe this anymore. We didn't used to accept this, but now we're going to accept this. We're going to, we're going to take this in. Let me tell you something. I want, to, I want to say this this pulpit in the fear of God. As far as I can t tell by the scriptures, he is God who changes not. And what has been sin for ages is still sin today. What has been wrong in the past is still wrong today. 
I'm not talking about my philosophies and my ideas. I'm not talking about my personal convictions or my interpretations. I'm talking about the word of God. This book, the Bible said you can't change the dotting of an I or the crossing of a T. You can't change it because if you do, you are in danger of the plagues that are in this book. Everybody said amen. With me? So what is truth? Well, according, there's, there's two weapons that the devil's using in our generation. Let me talk about them for just a moment, okay? One of them is called relativism. You ever heard that term? Relativism. Here's what relativism is. You might want to write it down. It's the assumption that there is no such thing as absolute truth. In other words, truth changes and truth shifts with every generation. Truth never changes. Relativism is, is a concoction of the devil because what he's done is he's got into the minds of our young people and our younger generation and he's convinced them that, well, that's just old fogey stuff. No, 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 no. Let me tell you where I'm at tonight, okay? I'm going to be real honest with you. They're watching by internet. If you are, God bless you. Hold on. But here's what I'm telling you. Check me out by this book. If I'm in this book, I'm right. If I'm not in this book, you don't pay any attention to it. How's that for a bargain from a preacher? But if I'm preaching this book, we got to live by this book. This is our roadmap to heaven. It's not relative to our generation. It's not, relativism is not, it, it, they're saying there's no such thing as an absolute truth. That's why some religions took blood out of their songbook. It was too bloody. That's why some have said, we used to preach against certain things, but not anymore. As a matter of fact, we'll now accept gays and, and lesbians into our into our circle to be ministers of the gospel. Well, you want to know what truth is? I'm going to tell you what truth is tonight. I'm just saying to you, truth is not relative. And here's the other thing that Satan uses in this generation. Listen to me real closely. It's called subjectivism. You know what subjectivism is? It says, I, the subject, me, I have the right to determine what is right and wrong without submitting my judgment to any authority outside of myself. You know what the New Age movement does? It convinces us that we are gods unto ourselves, that everybody is a god unto themselves. Let me tell you, that is diabolical. That is against the word of God. Amen. Nobody is a God unto him. Nobody is a law unto himself. You don't live, here's what the Bible said. You don't live to yourself and you don't die to yourself. You affect everybody. As a matter of fact, it is in him that we live and we move and we have our being. Everything that we do has to be centered around God. So we can't fall into the, into the society that says, well, truth's just relative. You know, I understand where you're at, Pastor, but it's not like it used to be. Humans are still humans. 
And God is still God. He said, I am the Lord and I change not. Has anybody ever read the Bible? He said, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He hasn't changed his mind about what's in this Bible. This is forever. Somebody say forever. The Bible said it is forever settled in heaven. It's not relativism. You can't, there is some absolute truths. There is some absolute truths, and they're written right here. And they're things that you can bank on, you can believe in. It will take you to, it will change your life. But you, you know, here, here's where we are. Here's where we are. And, and, and look, there's been a lot of changes in my lifetime. I've been preaching almost 50 years now. And I've seen a lot of stuff change. Used to, used to, and, and I realize this, just, I'm going to be real candid and honest with you right now. Some of you will identify with what I'm about to say. Used to, the preacher could say it, and it was just law and order. Do your head like that? Because that's the way it used to be. It ain't that way no more. And you know what? That's not a bad thing within itself. I believe you ought to respect, respect authority, but I believe you ought to check. The Bible said, know them that labor among you. I believe you ought to check every man that preaches to you out by the word of God. Do you believe that? It's okay to shake your head yes. It's not a trick question. That's the facts. But, but here's, here's where we are now. The internet and uh, social media Look, I, I, can, I, I can go in to social media and put one statement or one question, and I can cause a firestorm. You, you wouldn't have time to read it all. It'd be so many comments. But we, we reach not just here, but what we're doing tonight, we reach around the world. You can tune into this anywhere. And furthermore, people have things at their disposal to look at as far as the scriptures and commentaries and Hebrew and Greek and study Bibles and you know it's not like it used to be one click of the button and you can you can plug in any subject you want to go to Google tonight and just ask it any question you want to ask it and and things will pop up and and there's all kind of ideas that I but is, is Google all truth? No. No. I know you believe it is, but no. But it's got to be facts. It's there. No, it's not. But I'll tell you what is truth. God is truth. The Bible is truth. And when you get in this scripture, you... You, you've got to believe the word of God. I came from a generation. If the pastor said, if the pastor said, you're not doing that, we, we wasn't doing that. It, it, I mean, it was, it was law and authority. My, <laughs> I got tickled not long ago. Some of the men in this church got telling about time that, that my dad called them in. Uh, I forgot where they'd been, maybe to the fair or something. I don't know. It was some, something that it was, you know, it ain't that bad now. But, he, you know, back then, it was just law and order. Let me tell you where I'm at. When I preach over this pulpit, 
I better have the word of God backing me up. That's why I'm not preaching philosophy up here. That's why I'm not preaching your personal convictions or mine up here. That's why I'm preaching the word of God up here. And if I'm in the word of God, you better hear me and you better believe it because the word of God will set you free. Somebody shout amen. So, so it's not relativism and it's not subjectivism. I, I, I have the right to determine what's wrong and right in my own life. And I don't have to have any authority telling me that. That's, that's not true. That's not true. Number one, the scripture said, how can you be saved without a preacher? You need a preacher in your life. How can they preach unless they be sent? You need a God-called preacher in your life. Whether it's me or whoever, you need a man of God in your life to preach the word of God to you. I'm not saying that for me. I'm saying that because that's what's in the Bible. That's why people say, well, I'll just, you know, I'll just stay home and watch them all. You need a pastor. I'm not scratching my own back here. Don't think that. I'd tell you this, if I was out there, the scriptures tell us that there's a five-fold ministry and there's pastors and teachers and apostles and prophets and evangelists and they are for the perfecting of the church and the work of the ministry is to perfect the church and get us ready for the rapture. Can I hear somebody say amen? I'm just telling you right now that you can't do what you want to do and say what you want to say and be what you want to be. You better hear a man of God that will line up with the word of God and preach you truth and you better obey it because truth is setting you free. So what is truth? Let's talk about it. Truth is not just a what, it's a who. Did you hear what I said? Truth is not just a what, it's a who. Here's what Jesus said in John 14, 6. Look it up for yourselves. Jesus saith unto them, I am the way. He said, I'm the truth and the life. And no man can come unto the Father but by me. I'm the only way to salvation. I'm the only way to God. God is a spirit. The man Christ Jesus, the one that stood as a mediator between man and God said, I am the way and I am the truth. When you look at me, you are looking at the personification of truth. Now, you say, Pastor, you've been preaching the Bible was truth. And now you're saying Jesus is truth. Well, let me just describe that for you. Let me explain it for you. John chapter 1, the Bible said in verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. In the beginning was the Word, not the written Word, but the living Word. There is a, you, let me go, skip down to verse 14 so you can better understand it. The Bible said in John 1, 14, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, let me explain something to you. You can no more you can no more separate God from his word than you can you from your word. Am I right? So here's what I'm telling you. 
the God that said, or the scripture that said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. That word there is logos. You have to take the spirit and the power of the personification of the word and understand that this, this came right out of that and they're all one. This is the word of God. It is the written word of God. Somebody said, well, I don't know if it's true or not. Well, either you believe all of it or you believe none of it. You can't pick and choose. You either got to believe it is or it is not. How many of you believe this is the word of God? The Bible's the word of God. It's the greatest selling book in history. Did you know that? So, so what I'm trying to tell you tonight is that truth is God. Truth is Jesus Christ in flesh. He said, I am truth. And then he left us his word. His word is not separate from him. It is a part of him. But here's what the Bible said. The letter will kill you, but the spirit will make alive. So when you combine John 1 and 1 with John 1, 14 and realize that John 1 and 1, he became the, the word became flesh and dwelt among us in verse 14. Then you understand that this word and that, that body and that spirit is all one and it is truth all made up in one. I'm going to tell you why I'm so, I'm so glad that I know the word of God because when I get this word and I start reading it and then I get in the spirit and I start reading it in the spirit, though the letter will kill you, but the spirit will jump out and make you alive. It will cause you to be saved by the power of the spirit and the word because there all one. That makes sense. They're all one. Now, let me let me dwell a little bit on John 1:14. I gotta hurry. John 1:14 said, We beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Everybody say grace, say truth. How many of you believe you, you know the truth? You can't. Look, if I could put it this way, here's, here's where many people are. Truth, grace. A lot of truth, no grace, no mercy. Bless God, you're going to believe it like I believe it, and there's no room for anything else. Grace, no grace. Here's other people. Grace, you can do whatever you want to. And it's okay with God. He loves you anyway. He loves you, but he ain't going to put up with your junk. He loves you, but sin's not going to heaven. He wants you to repent. The unmerited favor of God is grace. So it takes, when Jesus came, he was full of grace and truth. He loved the unlovable. He fixed the brokenhearted. He put his arms around people that were hurting. He stopped funeral possessions and raised people back to, to life again. He, 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 he had grace. He loved. He, he, he gave unmerited favor to mankind. But he was also truth. My point is this. In this church, we got to have truth and we got to have grace. It, 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 when people come to God, they aren't, perf they aren't perfect. We're, we're striving for perfection. We want to be better. We want to be right. 
But I guarantee you, if I could, if I could prick your mind right now and get inside, you'd think, oh, I wish I hadn't said what I said this week. Wish I hadn't done that last week. Wish, wish I hadn't got that feeling toward my brother or my sister. Wish I hadn't got so aggravated on the job. I know it. So you got to have grace. The Lord has grace. He is not so stringent upon us. Some people have this, this idea that God is looking down on us, waiting on us to make a mistake and to err a little bit from his truth, err a little bit from what we know is right. Let me give you a little scripture to help you tonight. This is not even in my notes, but it'll help you. He said, little children, don't sin. But if you do sin, you have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Truth will set you free. Here's what Jesus said. Here's what he said in John chapter 8 and verse 32. He said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. When you know truth, truth is going to make you free. You know, we all need grace. Can you say amen? We all need mercy. Uh, I love the song that talks about the, the great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning. New mercies I see. You know why the you know why that song is saying? That song is from a scripture that said the, the, the Lord's mercies are new every morning. Why would God have to have mercy on us every morning? I'll tell you why. Because every day we're still human. Every day we make mistakes. Every day we are still people of carnal nature. And so the Lord just keeps pouring out mercy. Every day you can get a little more mercy. And the grace of God will pick you up. That doesn't give you license to sin. And that doesn't give you license to err from truth and stay away. Let me tell you about the prodigal. He he, he left the house, but when he came back, the father was waiting on him, and so will he be with you and I because he loves us in spite of our error, and he loves us in spite of our, our problems and our situations, and he shows us grace to bring us back to truth. Wow. So Jesus can set you free. I'll close with this, with this verse. Here it is. Came to me today. My studies, I thought, wow, what an appropriate verse for tonight. What is truth? See, we, we can't have trends. Trends, we're going to talk about that the next few weeks, but trends will get you in trouble. If you start trending with people, you're falling into error. Here's the scripture, Proverbs 14, 12. I hope you'll remember the scripture. It was a wise man. How many of you know the wise man wrote the Proverbs? Wise man, Solomon. He said, there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. There is a way. Seems right, looks right, sometimes even feels right, but it's not truth. 
Don't you know how sly the devil is to inject into us? Well, you know, we used to be hard on, on that. We, we, we used to believe that with everything that says, but you know, There's trending churches and there's truth churches. I'm just being honest. There's churches that are popular and they got the crowds. and Preachers that won't tell you the truth. Preachers that won't stand up for anything. They won't tell you about repentance. They won't preach baptism. They won't preach Holy Ghost. They won't preach gifts of the Spirit. As a matter of fact, the word sin is not mentioned in their pulpits. I can show you a church today with over 30,000, 40,000 people. They tried to nail the preacher down and said, why don't you preach against sin? He said, well, I, I just believe in a positive gospel. Well, I do too. I believe Jesus died for everybody. Don't you believe that? I believe Jesus died. He shed his blood for every one of us in this whole world. He shed his blood for them. But that don't mean the whole world's saved. That don't mean the whole world's right. Somebody's right. Somebody's wrong. And I, it, be, it would behoove every member of this church and everybody in this congregation to get down into this book and to dig, to dig, to dig until you know for a fact. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if I've ever said this or not, but I may have. Years ago, matter of fact, the late 90s, I had so many questions about so many things. So I just made up my mind. Look, now I was raised by a wonderful mom, dad, raised in this church. Raised by great Sunday school teachers. Raised by people of faith. Taught the scriptures. Taught the right things. But let me tell you. There came a time in my life. I was pastor of this church right here. My dad was alive then. I just said, you know what? I, I got to have some answers for me. When you've been taught and you've been brought and you've been to church and this has been instilled it's a wonderful thing don't get me wrong I thank God for my heritage but there came a time in my life that I, I just I got my Bibles down I got my commentary spread all over that little office and I said I'm not I'm going to forget what mama told me I'm going to forget what daddy told me I'm going to forget what I've heard preached I want it for myself I knew, I knew a lot of scripture. I preached a long time for then. But I said to myself, I've, I've got to understand some things for myself, and I want to get it out of this book. And I studied. I studied issues. I ain't going into all that. But I studied issues. I studied things that deeper than I'd ever studied before. I studied words by Greek, words by Hebrew. I, I, I got down and pulled out original stuff and text from the scriptures. And I mean, I dug and, and I kept digging and I kept digging and I kept looking. 
You know what I found out? Repentance is in the book. Baptism's in the book. In the name of Jesus Christ. Holy Ghost infilling is in the book. The gospel is still real. Now, I didn't find everything that everything that had ever been preached to me. I didn't find some of it. And so I quit preaching some of it. Throw me out if you want to. I'm 67. I'll draw Social Security. But I didn't find some things. I found some ideas that people talked about, some theologies and some philosophies. And you know what? I just backed up and said, you know what? Now, that's not Bible. I got tired of trying to answer people about stuff that wasn't truth. I don't, I don't know what you think about this, but here it is. I believe the Word of God. I believe that everything we have to do to be saved is in this book. I believe the guidance and the direction. Now, I want to tell you, there's some trends that you better not follow and some things and some places you better not go. Amen? You know, I mean, the Bible does not say anywhere, anywhere that I could find that you shouldn't smoke Winston's or Marlboro's. But I tell you what it does say, your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. Amen? It does say that. And we all know. Because the surgeon general will tell you you'll die if you smoke. I think that was pretty plain. Pretty, pretty plain, wouldn't you? I'm not talking about those things. I'm not talking about principles. I, I, I'm just talking about, there, we got hung up for so long on so many little things. I got to quit in three minutes. We got hung up so long on so many Little things, bless God, this one's not doing that, and he's over here, and he's not doing that, and she's over there, and, and you know, I don't believe they're going to be saved. Well, just quit judging all that. Get in the book. Judge yourself by this book. You know what the Bible said? Judge not that you be not judged. And it furthermore said, if you judge yourself, you won't have to be judged. Amen? Just get truth. Get him because he is truth. When you get the Holy Ghost, you get him. And he is truth. Paul said, it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Get truth. Get it right here. Get it down in here. Read it every day. Put it in your mind. Put it in your spirit. Put it in your heart. Because truth will set you free. Stand up with me tonight. Truth and not trends. You're going to hear some good stuff the next few weeks. I pray to God that you will open your mind and your heart. I pray that this church would never err from truth. We must have truth to be saved. Amen. We must have truth. Don't let the devil lie to you. Don't let him tell you just because it's a new generation, some things don't matter anymore. Look, there's some things going on in our generation. If you did them in the Old Testament, you'd already been stoned. They took you outside the city and killed you. Amen? I see some of you say, you know I'm telling the truth. But our, our generation wants to say it's okay. It's not okay. Truth. What is truth? Truth, let me say it plainly. Truth is Jesus Christ. Truth is the extension of Jesus Christ in his word. 
This is his word. This is truth. He is truth. When you get them together, you can live according to the, the things that God wants you to live by. Amen. We haven't received an offer, and I don't know how we're going to do this tonight. Where's the ushers at? Here's what we'll do. Just bring it down here, Brother Nicky, and people, you, when I dismiss you, you can come by and leave your offering here. And if, if is, is this the only two we have tonight? Okay, that's fine. Just put them on each side right here. And I ask you to give. We're not passing the offerings right now, the offering plates, and I think that's a good thing. But we'll give you a chance just to slip by here, and maybe you won't bump into anybody. Don't get anybody's face. Honor our elders. They're all scared to death, and I don't blame them. I tell you, people, it's serious stuff. I talked with Lori Porter just for church. She said, Pastor, this really is serious stuff. It's serious stuff. So we don't play, and we try to do our best. God helps those who help themselves. Amen. Father, thank you for the word of the Lord tonight. Thank you for our people who love truth. Thank you, God, for what we know. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for everything that you've given us. Dig deep into our spirit. Let our hearts be right. Let our minds be right. Don't let us be deceived in this end time hour. Let us know, God, beyond a shadow of a doubt, what's in your word and what you want us to do. Help us to learn more. Help us to dig deeper. Help us to be ever learning the word and the truth that is there. We ask you to do it now. Touch our people. Protect us. Stay with us. Bless our homes. Bless the offering tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. And let the congregation say amen. Sunday morning, 10 o'clock, we'll have church. Hope you're here. God bless you.